Welcome back to the Nullify Take, where we've got the TNT takes for you on the amazing race. 33, Michelle and myself, we're joined here by former racers of this season and my favorite team to race in the amazing race 33, Lulu and Lala. Lulu and Lala, how are you guys doing? Hi, thank you for having us. We're very excited, happy uh, to, to be here with you guys. And, uh, you know, we follow you guys as well. So we're just as excited. Um, I just want to say thank you for saying that we were your favorite on one of your videos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, means a lot. You know, we tried to do the, the best, best we could. could. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, the reason the reason you were my favorite team this season was because of your positive attitude. Like, I really gravitate towards people that have got... I know you guys had your little bit of a fight right in the beginning, which is, you know, who's not going to fight on the Amazing Race. But outside of that, you guys were so positive and that's such a a positive energy that you brought to the season where so many other teams seem to be very serious. And that really stood out for me. Um, what is it that sort of, you know, in life prepared you guys to have this positive attitude going into a pressure cooker situation like the I, amazing race? I think well, we're just a big ball of fun. We don't take ourselves so serious. And then given the pandemic and everything that people went through, you know, we kind of like, step back and I'm like we should we have to be more appreciative of the fact that we we're even given this opportunity to go back and finish the race to even be on the race because we're aware of so many people that auditioned to be on it and then just be grateful that I think our upbringing also had a lot to do with it I mean our parents are very positive people they they've worked hard to get to where they're at and to give us the life that we've been fortunate to have and so we take all of that and we just, you know, want to put the positive energy out there because there is a lot of negativity nowadays. So, and then people forget, like, it's the amazing race. This is fun. It's a game. You have to have fun while you're racing as well, because then what's the point? And if you're going to lose, you can't be a sore loser. We know there's only going to be one winner at the end of the race. So you just got to make sure to have fun while you're doing it. And we tried our best to like, I mean, there I'm going to say we did have our challenges and if we grew as... <laughs> as twins, as sisters, as people. But we always reminded ourselves, like at the, at the end of the day, after the leg, and we were back in the hotel rooms, we were like, all right, let's focus and let's, you know, get it together and continue to always just be fun and, and grateful. Yeah. Just wanted to say hello to two of our first live viewers here. Lovable Nikki is a very... Um, OG fan of the show. She's followed me in some of the previous channels I've been on and have watched all of the content this season. Lovable Nikki, welcome to the live and Mark also in the live here today. Um, I'm really interested to know, Lulu and Lala, were you guys fans of The Amazing Race before you uh, took part? I know you've got your own channel. I, as a podcaster, I try and not look at anybody else's content when I'm doing it because I want to have a raw and authentic reaction to the show that I'm seeing in front of myself. So I'll probably go back and watch a lot of that now afterwards, just in case, you know, I'm probably going to ask you some questions you've been asked before. But were you guys fans prior to coming on? We were. We were big fans. And uh, we knew about the show because it had been nominated for so many Emmys. And we always thought, oh, man, it would be so cool to travel the world and, yeah. you know, do these things that we probably wouldn't do if we weren't on the race. And so to and actually be to actually say that we were on the amazing race still, it kind of like it hasn't sunk in. And I feel that it's one of those reality shows that it's like a no brainer because you're traveling around the world for free. You're getting to know different types of cultures. You're meeting different people tasting different food like it just opens your eyes your eyes to like what else is out there in the world some people don't even leave their home state so to be able to do that i'm like that's one reality show that's not it's a no-brainer yeah 
Um, and it was such a fun experience. I mean, it's usually a fun experience for every team that that's on it. Um, is there is there anything that took away from you know having to have that time at home before you went out again, um, or did that re-energize you to work harder the second time you got back on? Well, <laughs> it's funny. A little bit of both because go, having to, because of the pandemic and them having to stop production, we kind of got a taste of what the race was right. like, the anxiety levels that you go through and all that. But then because we had a taste of it, it's like, oh, my God, do I want to put myself through this? Like, what <laughs> are we walking ourselves back into? And we knew that it was going to be different protocol because of the pandemic. So we didn't know how much more stressful it was going to be. But we did take the opportunity to brush up on our cardio that we were lacking at the very beginning. <laughs> yeah. And we brushed up on all of the capitals okay. and um, of the country. We tried to learn, learn dip, like how to say um, help or thank you. You're welcome. You know, the North, basic South in different languages. Right. Don't ask me now because it's wow. all. <laughs> uh, and then we tried to do, I mean, our upper body strength is non-existing, so we tried to like build that up a little bit, just um, in case we, you know, we needed to pull ourselves from or, or something up a mountain or whatever. Could we have worked a little bit better? We right. have since we had the time, <laughs> but you know, because of the pandemic, we did lose our grandmother, so we kind of just focused on family time and because mm. in our job, we're always away. You know, it's it's a it's a very busy lifestyle that we live, and so. We needed to focus on family at that moment, so we just put everything behind. And then when we got closer to, we're like, back, right, we got to start running and you know <laughs> catching up on this. <laughs> I'm totally with you with the upper body strength. I actually told my partner who I, who I, um, you know, got an interview with. I said I have no upper body strength. You have to do all the lifting. I'll just be dragging things <laughs> because I don't know how much I could build up my muscles to get that upper body strength. But yeah, I. I'm totally with you with that. Yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it could be challenging. Like before the race, I think I could do like two push ups, and, and now she could do a solid. And now I could do a solid six. So <laughs> I've improved. That's, that's really good. That's a, what is that? A 300% improvement on what you did previously. So um, well done. Um, I did want to ask, you know, obviously you guys had that opportunity to go away from the race. You had a little bit of a taste of, of what the amazing race is about. Um, and you also had some other teams compete that did not come back who were you the happiest not to see come back because you thought they would be the biggest competition spencer and anthony i was <laughs> relieved i love those guys i do but i was so relieved that they did not come back just because they were so physically fit they're well traveled they have the long legs so just running like it was they were so i, I mean if they would have come back, they probably would have been top three for yes. sure, hands hands down. So yeah, they would have given Dusty and Ryan a run for their money, a hundred percent. And Kim and Penn, yeah. Um, but I think collectively everybody was happy that they didn't come back because <laughs> you know they were they were they were a strong team. Yeah. Were you guys given strong instructions not to communicate with teams in this time? Because some of us, um, and definitely myself and Michelle said, hey, this is a great opportunity for people to create alliances and talk and say, hey, let's look out for each other when we come back. I'm not asking if you guys broke protocol, if it was a protocol, but, you know, was there some strong protocols in place not to reach out to these teams? Yes, yes there was. Told, listen, so if you want the game to continue being fair and the way that it's supposed to be done don't reach out to anybody don't, don't follow, follow each, each other, other on social media um we know that it's gonna be hard, hard but 
do your best to yeah. stay within. We, you yeah. know, we couldn't follow each other on uh, Instagram because they didn't want people kind of like putting pieces together. Um, same thing with Facebook um, and Twitter. And Twitter, uh, Snapchat. So we're like, all right. Now, did we keep that? We, we can't deny, that. and we cannot, can't deny it from that. <laughs> I mean, I suppose, you know, some accounts aren't private. I have my Facebook private, but my Insta isn't private. So I'm assuming you could look around at some people's stuff that isn't private anyway and not comment. 100%. 100% we did that. We were stalking everything to see, like, any anyone dropping hints? What are they doing? Are they working out? Like, what is everyone yeah. doing? Yeah. And I think everybody else, the rest of the cast, is probably doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. mm, yeah, I'd say so too. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm quite interested, um, you know, have you guys done much traveling prior to doing the Amazing Race? Was this a new thing for you guys to go around the world traveling? I, I did notice that you just recently got your dual citizenship. So, you know, congratulations on that. I'm a dual citizen myself. Welcome to the club. Um, you know, did the Amazing Race inspire you to do that? Or have you traveled a bit before going on the before race? Before the, uh, the Amazing Race, the only place we had ever been to was El Salvador, yeah. since our dad is from there. And we Cancun, had, you know, vacation, spring break. Cancun <laughs> and Jamaica yes. because of work. But she had never been to, to Europe. Europe or overseas. I had been to Spain one time, um, but that's it. We had never done anything else. She hadn't even been to Europe. So, you know, we were really excited to be able to be traveling and, 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 and seeing new places. But we knew going in, like, everyone else seems like they've traveled the world. We're like the underdogs here. We haven't really been anywhere. Yeah. So that actually had us a little worried. Like, gee, it seems like everybody else has the upper hand. We need to play it off. Like, we know we, we, like we've been around. <laughs> I also feel because we've always been so work, 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 we really didn't have that, like, experience outside of, like, what is work and what is home. Everybody else had mm. some type of travel experience. So we were, I felt, I don't know about you, Lal, but I felt kind of mm. like, Ooh. yeah. And we, I think going into the race, you know, they do those pre-interviews. Seeing every other team, we're like, all right, yeah, we are definitely let's fake the funk, right? Fake it. We gotta it. act like we know what we're doing. <laughs> so let's just keep that like that. Perception <laughs> management is important, but the reason I ask is because I actually lived in America for nine months, um, probably more than 10 years ago now, and I was in Texas in that time, and I met many people in America that never traveled outside of America, so it's very common for people to just, you know, when you're in the USA, just stay there. Um, you know, the USA is obviously one of the biggest countries in the world, so, you know, and economically, it's a powerhouse, so a lot of people don't feel the need to travel, so that's quite interesting that you haven't traveled before. What was the biggest culture shock for you? guys you know going to some of these european countries i think for me it was greece um the language barrier and scotland the language barrier um was insane <laughs> yeah. i could not in scotland for instance we're speaking english, english but because the accent is so thick i could not decipher <laughs> what they were saying and it's funny because i remember at one point we're staring at each other and they're talking to us and we're just like, what? And we're talking to them and they're, and they're like, like, what? And we just laugh because there's no way of communicating. We have to literally start writing things down. Like, this is what we mean. Um, and it was, it's funny moments. In Greece, it was even harder because their, their alphabet is completely different. 
So we couldn't even communicate in writing, um, which was pretty, I'm so happy I got that experience because it's just a, you, it's a culture shock. I think in Greece with us, the reason we got terribly lost was because of A, we couldn't read um, or follow a map for that matter. And when we would go up to the people, like the area that we were in, there was a lot of older men and they were, it was like a pushback. And we were like, is there is something a- culturally that we're doing wrong? Like I didn't want to offend anybody. Be disrespectful because I couldn't understand. So we're like, maybe we're not supposed to go up to men. Maybe <laughs> we have to go up to women. <laughs> but there was really no women around where we it. were. Yeah. So it was kind of like, wow, this is uh, this is it was, different. I, it's very different. And then in Switzerland, it's I was amazed to see how clean the streets are. Like I don't ever remember seeing garbage, not even gum on the sidewalk. It's very yeah, it's beautiful. beautiful. In fact, you know, in the states, well, in New York, well, New Jersey, they. <laughs> They tell you, do not drink the water off the faucet. Like, you drink bottled water. In, in uh, Switzerland, Switzerland they were like, no, we encourage you to drink the tap water. It's better than the bottled water. So to us, that was like, wow, the complete opposite of what we're told in I was trying to Jersey. figure out, like, their garbage system. Like, how can we take this system and implement it back in the States? <laughs> Lord knows we need that. <laughs> I don't think that's even possible. They are just so clean over there. It's a lot like Singapore. Singapore's the same. Mm-hmm. They're huge on having everything look pristine at all times. So it's just something in their culture. Whereas, you know, America, Australia, we're like, oh, God, yeah, we'll try and keep it clean if we can. But, you know, <laughs> it's all too hard. Um, however, we can drink the tap out, the, the water out of the tap. And do, people do buy bottled water, but... Um, yeah, tap water is definitely fine. I remember being in Anaheim and I tasted the water and I thought, oh, my God, this tastes really weird. And then my <laughs> friend was boiling water to brush her teeth and I thought, well, that's going a bit too far. We're not, we don't have, <laughs> there's not that many bugs over there. Um, but, yeah, I can understand what you're saying. Yeah. But overall, it was a great experience in every country that yeah. we went to. Yeah, I mean, I can I can appreciate uh, especially the Scottish and Yorkshire, North England accent because again, I lived in there for two years as well. I've traveled quite a bit. I've I've been very fortunate in life to live in a few different countries, and I always struggled with those accents as well. And that makes it def- definitely very difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, going out there, you mentioned in the Greece, you know, it was difficult, and it's something I didn't even consider as a guy watching the show that maybe for a woman team it could be quite difficult to interact with some of the locals in certain countries because maybe that's just not what they're accustomed to and mm-hmm. i'm quite interested did you guys ever talk to raquel and kayla and if they had similar issues trying to find directions or talk to locals um and you know what was the rules around communicating with locals as well with obviously the COVID um protocols and things like that in place like were there any rules on how you could approach people and who you could talk to so yeah. I know that Raquel and Kayla did have a hard time. I think it was in Switzerland after the flag. Yeah. Um, they had like a... There was a hiccup there. There was a hiccup there where they got into an altercation because they ran up to a guy and he was very rude. And I believe security came and just told them, hey, just keep going, find somebody else. And Don't. they had to handle that situation. Um, so I know that they went through some... Similar things that Similar we went things. through. As far as the after pandemic, like starting the leg all over again, every time we ran up to somebody, we needed to have, wear our masks mm-hmm. and, you know, keep our distance. They understood that if we're looking at somebody's phone or 
getting directions. We were going to be in close proximity, but to do our very best um, to not stare away, which kind of made it hard because, you know, when we end up having to do like a roadblock and you finally get it, your natural instinct is to be like, yes, and hug, hug the person. And it was yes. so hard. We had to keep like reminding ourselves, okay, it's yay, stay away and then move on. And like, and remember to put the mask on because when we're inside, for driving, you take it off. Um, However, the camera crews always left them on. Yes, the they always kept the masks on. Mm -hmm. um, so wow. kudos to them. They yeah. really did. I mean, they really were the stars of the the entire production behind the scenes. I was super wow. wowed over it. Yeah. I mean, if we're running fast, they did running. tell us that in Greece, the area that we were getting the pushback, it's an older generation, um, and so that's why it was maybe because of that. Either way, uh, they weren't rude, rude. They just were like, no, like they would just say, no, we don't want to help. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I agree with the whole cameraman and the and the sound guy thing because I know they work so hard and they have to be strong to carry the cameras. And sometimes they're running sideways, backwards, um, just trying to get you on on the in the in the film. And and it's just amazing the people yeah. who do that show. It's just we're running run. fast. They're running faster with the twenty pound camera. And the camera guy is just watching through this little hole, so he has to really trust that he doesn't trip and fall. Yeah. It was amazing to to watch. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, wow. I remember when we got eliminated. I didn't want to go back home. I'm like, do you guys need help? Like, we'll we'll we'll, work for you guys. we'll carry around things. Just don't send us back home. <laughs> Um, I've got um, a question here in the live that uh, Brendan's asking. He's asking if you guys would do the Amazing Race again. I'm assuming that kind of answers it since you guys didn't want to leave. But I guess being a cameraman and actually having the stress of the race on you and being in the midst of it's two different things. Would you guys do the Amazing Race again? 100% absolutely. Like I wouldn't think I'll pack it. my bag right now and go. Yeah. yeah. We got the taste of it. We were bit by the, by the bug and now we just... We just want to go. We, we are well it. aware of like the stress that you go through, which I don't really think people understand the anxiety. And I and I do want to say that a lot of people we read on on comments, oh, you guys were chartered, you had a private plane. Yes, but we never knew where we were going. So you're flying over a country and you're trying to figure it out, and then when you land. We were put in, like we couldn't go out getting pamphlets to see like where Mass we were. Or anything. It was you know you land, you stay where that you are told, and that's it. So the anxiety grows. There's at one point where everyone was like, "Where are we? Does anybody know what country this is?" <laughs> <laughs> We've landed and we have no clue where this. Like we don't know. So that made it a lot harder. But usually in previous seasons, they kind of know because they have to book their own flights, and then you're able to like buy a map somehow or ask somebody, "Hey, what?" That's one thing we need to know about this country. This time around, we didn't have that. So, yeah, that was that was harder. Yeah, but yes, we and, and I was gonna. And I was gonna ask you: Do you feel like you you missed out somewhat because? it was so European focused this race, you know, like for instance, you guys didn't get to go to Central America or South America where maybe there would have been an advantage for you guys um, going to those locations. Cause you couldn't even tap into the fact that you've got some roots in I Central know. America, for instance. Yeah. And, and also I, I looked at it and I was thinking, you know, like you guys didn't get to go to Africa. You didn't get to go to Asia. There's so many other spots you could have still done. 
We, so we actually, we were given, oh, sorry to cut you off. It's okay. <laughs> Please do it. <laughs> so we were actually given like the real route of like where we were supposed to go. We we're supposed to go to Sweden. Sweden. We we're uh, supposed Nepal, to go to uh, Australia. We were supposed oh, to go to no! We were supposed to go to, I was so excited for that. Um, Peru, we were going to, um, it's, uh, somewhere in Africa. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But to know that we were going to go to all these different countries and we just stayed in, in Europe, Europe, which, which I'm happy, but it wasn't the experience where you're like flying for so many hours and you're, you're you know, stuck at the airport, you're jet lagged and you're trying to figure it out. We didn't, we didn't feel the essence of like the amazing race, and amazing race. At one point, we thought we were going to Spain, so we're like, yes, we could speak it, read it, and write it. We have, we definitely have the upper hand here. We thought we, you know, it would have been nice to go to Central America or South America because we, you know, we, we probably would have been like, no, I feel like everybody no, no, would have been leeching onto us because we know the language. Even Portugal, you know, I think we would have done, uh, done pretty good there. So, yes, we do feel like we were kind of. We kind of did miss out on on what the amazing race is supposed to be, but we understand that there was a pandemic, and they did the best that they could. Yeah, yeah, and listen, we were still very happy to see the show actually back on our screens after such a long layoff, and I think a lot of people understood that there were going to be some limitations in regards to the countries like Africa, for instance. Would have been great to see. I'm from South Africa originally. I always like seeing African locations on the race, but. Obviously, they've got their own issues that they're even still struggling with today. So I don't even know if they if they had to race today, if they could go there uh, due to some of the pandemic issues that's happened over there. So uh, completely understandable. I do want to ask you guys, you know, we, we asked if you would do the amazing race again. Is there any other reality TV shows that you guys would have been interested in doing? Um, have you guys ever applied for any other reality TV shows or is the amazing race it? Um, so we've actually been, before the amazing race, we were approached for the Bachelorette. Um, we were approached for love connection and um, bachelor pad and, um, and that's it. Yeah. <laughs> but we're like, you know, those shows where people are expected to kind of like hook up and make out and it's the drama. We were like, I don't know. I, I, I'm in a relationship. So I'm like, this, well, me too. At the is, time I wasn't, but now I am. This isn't, I don't think this would work. That's why Amazing Race, I think is so great because you're really just racing and you're doing cool obstacles and you're with either your partner, your siblings, a cousin, a friend, you know, it's, it's different. Um, have we been called for other shows? Maybe. Uh, I I would love to do Dancing with the Stars. I think that's super fun. And we would be dancers. I mean, I haven't danced in so long, so I don't even even know how good I would be. But yeah, you know, we shall see. The um, Bachelorette. Were they going to have both of you on? Because in Australia here, they did have not twins, but they had sisters on. Um, And yeah, so that that. That was very interesting. It was weird watching the guys sort of work out which sister they liked the best. Yeah, uh, they, it was going to be both. both. It was going to be both. You know, I didn't uh, think to wonder, like, how would this work? We were just kind of, like, excited. But then when we started thinking, thinking like, wait, we want to do this? This kind of weird. Are we prepared to do this? Uh, so I guess, I don't know, we'll never know. <laughs> or will well, 
<laughs> I'm going to ask this question. Obviously, I'm a massive Survivor fan. Um, and obviously, there was previously uh, twins who played in The Amazing Race. One of those twins, Natalie Anderson, went on to win the show and also became the runner-up on uh, an all-champions season. Is that something that you guys would be interested in since there's been twins in the past that have competed and one of them have actually won the million dollars? I would. I feel like, I mean, I know that Survivor is way harder than The Amazing Race, but... I would I would totally be down to do that. They actually one of the twinsies actually lives Natalie. The Natalie. one that won actually lives very close to our house. We keep wondering, like, when are we gonna bump into each other? Because <laughs> that's how close we live and it hasn't happened. So But I would totally I don't know about you, Lila, but I would totally be down for it. Um, how good would I be? I don't know. I think I'd surprise myself. We do tend to underestimate ourselves for I don't know what reason. <laughs> I don't know. But um I would I would be down. It'd be weird competing against her. Yeah. yeah. But the, if the I biggest part. To... <laughs> I was going to say the biggest part of um, uh, Survivor is the social game. And you guys seem really sociable. So I think that you'd be more than okay being out there playing the social game. It's the thing that most of the time, most of the winners, they're very good socially, you know, and mm -hmm. you could look at all the, the fact that, yes, you're out there, you're sleeping um, out in the dirt and you don't have as much food as you would normally have. That's probably, I think the mental side of it is the toughest going out there. But if you naturally are good socially, I think you'd probably surprise yourselves in how well you could potentially do out there. Um, I'm really interested talking about survivor game where alliances are very important. I kind of alluded to this a little bit earlier on um, when I said, you know, did you guys do alliances off season? Um, obviously you guys can't speak to that, but on the actual show, when you were out there, who were the people that you were working with the closest um, out there. I mean, Raquel and Kayla came to mind as a team that you work with very closely. Was there any other teams that the edit probably didn't show how close you guys were um, yes. and how you were working together? So we were very close with Dusty and Ryan, actually, um, from the get. Um, well, we were close with Ra um, Raquel and Kayla, obviously, because we were the only two female teams. And so we always told ourselves from the very beginning, if it's not going to be us, then we want it to be them. It's been such a long time since a female team actually wins the amazing race. So why not support the only other female team? Yeah. Um, but then that little uh, hiccup, my my own fault, um, where Raquel didn't wait because I was an idiot expecting her. To... Anyway, <laughs> we all saw the episode. Um, after that, uh, the dynamic changed a little bit because things happened there behind the scenes. I think with everybody, it was a, it was a tough challenge. And so we got actually closer to Dusty and Ryan. And also it, it, we became closer too because we were just always in, in the, the same, same group. group. Mm -hmm. So every time mm -hmm. it's kind of like, all right, how are we going to start off this leg? Because we wanted to run our own leg, our own race. We didn't want to have to depend on anybody because, you know, we've seen that it could kind of trail you behind or it could, it could not be. Well, when we did the cheese, right, we started with, we started with Ryan and Dusty Dusty was so sure that he can make the cheese. And so instead of going with the donkey, right, it was a donkey, right? We did the cheese and we did pretty good, but it, it was a, like, we should have just gone, gone with our the, gut and then the donkey instead of the cheese. Yeah. Um, but that's another thing. We always, every, I think for like five, three, three or four legs that we were just always with Dusty and Ryan. And so we'd help each other out. And then we'd also hear other things that people were being like, what's going on? What did she say? Is this true? You get to a point when it's so close, like top five, you know, it's anyone's game. So obviously, you know, it's, everyone's out for themselves. So and you don't know what to believe. You don't know, did they say they were going to U-turn us? Is that what they said? It's kind of like people are saying things now and you don't know 
if it's true, if it's fake, if they're just trying to play mind games. We could be a little gullible, so we end up <laughs> believing things and we're like, what is it? Let's just, you know, cancel out the noise and not pay attention to anything. But yeah, I think oh. we're closest to, to Dusty and Ryan. And Raquel oh, and You know, we were close to everybody. We really were. <laughs> You're friendly. But. Anyway, you would have been close to anybody. I was surprised that when you were doing the canyoning and you told, was it Raquel or Kayla who was behind you, oh, the clue's here. And I'm watching it going, what the hell have you just done? Why, why? You could just go past, not tell mm -hmm. them, and then if they didn't get the clue, you could say then, oh, I thought you saw it because it was right beside us. But um you were very giving and you were very nice to other teams and it it, it just shows your character. But <laughs> I was sitting there going, stop it. Just you know, stop it. It's I, funny you said that because while we were watching, my mom actually came and smacked my arm <laughs> and she said, what are you doing? <laughs> Why did you do that? And I was like, ah, uh, because... That's in my nature to like, yeah. I don't know why I did that. Because you brought me up that way, mom? <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm blaming you for my upbringing. It's your yeah. mom. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny because she felt so guilty afterwards because she's like, I let you down. Like, this really chilled us behind. I do feel like it did. Had I not waited for Raquel and just kept going, I don't think I would have let the emotions get the best of me. I would have read the clue. And I would have understood to leave the backpacks in the car and not bring them down. And that really is what I did let you down. No, I, I did. Mean, but it's and not like you intentionally did it. So no, nobody does. But I think it would have been a whole different game. We would have came in second with Kim and Penn. And who knows what would have happened. But I do feel like that is what. See, that's the hard part of the Amazing Race. You After the leg is done, you go back yeah. and you relive everything you did. And the coulda, shoulda, wouldas, like had we done this. And that really messes with your mind because going into the next leg, you don't want to make the same mistake. Mm -hmm. And I, I was just going to ask a question on that. Did you guys change your tactics somewhat after that, you know, moving forward? Obviously, you didn't get much opportunity to continue to race, but did you decide actively not to be as, you know, giving with the information that you receive out on the race? And, um, you know, also, what would you do differently if you were to go back? One of the things that stood out for me with Kim and Penn and myself and Michelle spoke about this um, yesterday, probably last night, your time uh, when we did our recap of the finale. It was very impressive how Kim had drawings of everything she encountered as she went through the race. Did you guys have a plan in place for when you got to the finale? Were you aware that you needed to keep notes? Yes, we actually took very good notes. So I was keeping a tab of the notes and I would write out the description. Kim actually drew the whole thing. Yeah, sure. I just get, I just did the description. I made sure I had the name and um, we had good notes thinking, okay, when we get to the end and win this thing, <laughs> we're, we're prepared. We're prepared. Um, um, but we, th that was the tactic. And moving forward, if we were to go on the Amazing Race again, I... Run your own race. Run your own race. You got to be like a horse. You can't look beside. You just got to keep doing your thing. And yeah. And I think after what, after that whole situation with the canyoning and the whole Raquel situation, we just were like, we're not going to help anybody. We said that, but then when we got to Greece, we ended up helping Dusty and Ryan. We're like, the clue's up on the tree. <laughs> got to look for it. We could have just gotten in the car and left them. But, really? but they had helped us before. And I felt like I can't do we're done. <laughs> I, <don't know> <laughs> I do. I do want to go back to 
you, you're kind and that's fine like i mean it's great in life it's probably not the best thing when you're in the amazing <laughs> race but i was gonna say you know with dusty and ryan you mentioned that you guys were a lot closer to them than what the edit probably showed um and you guys just gravitated to them from the start were you quite surprised to see how dusty was being portrayed at certain times for, throughout the race because it kind of looked like he was being portrayed as a bit of a meathead um over celebrating um i always said I understand where he's coming from. I'm a passionate person. I would probably be the same, but were you surprised because they kept honing in on him, celebrating, and both you girls and Raquel and Kayla not responding to that in the most positive ways? Actually, I did. They don't show it, but every time he would get so, I would laugh because I would be happy for him. Um, It'd be funny too. Hilarious. And sometimes when everyone's stressed out and then to hear that, it kind of like, he kind of lightened the mood a little bit. So, I mean, sometimes it was a little too Extra. much uh but for the most part we just found it funny like all right here he goes again and yeah it bothered us when people would say like we'd read comments like he's not like that at all he's not you know this he is a very hyper person you know that's just mm. his personality and he's very witty with his words so sometimes you, you can't help but just laugh at everything that's coming out of his mouth and so to see like the oh he's very into himself or conceited or, or he's a, you know he needs to head. calm down i'm like no that's not it if at all. i if i would have won first place i mean i was happy at second place in logano <laughs> and i was screaming for joy so if i would have won first place you better believe i would have been screaming and i would have let the entire country know and bragging about it like. yeah but he's not like that he's not a meathead and he's actually a very nice hyper person <laughs> I can so relate to him. I think I'm probably very similar to him in life. So I can relate to that. Also, I obviously know that he stood by Ryan through a very difficult period in his life. So, you know, a terrible person would not have done that. You know, a terrible person would have just moved on or even good people would have moved on. So it really shows his character for sticking with Ryan for such a long time. Um, which was the hardest detour for you guys to do out there or roadblock? Like, what did you guys feel like? I mean, obviously... Some of the eating challenges come up um, as challenges that you guys struggle on. And myself and Michelle had about a 10 or 15 minute conversation about onions in one of our <laughs> recaps. Um, <laughs> Slovakia, and I, I, I didn't want to like, I don't want people to take it the wrong way. I'm not at all uh, like trying to offend the dish from Greece. No, Slovakia is actually very tasty. I just don't like the onions and the lady that created the, that, you know, Slovakia. made the Slovakia for us. She made it her business to just pound in the onion, just pound it in there both times. And I just don't like raw. I don't like onions. The only onions. We're very picky yeah. eaters. Very. So the only onions I'll eat is like in a ceviche. And I'm not really aware of how, you know, those onions in there and the, the lime in there. You don't even taste it. But cooked onions, raw onions, I don't like it. So to go in knowing, okay, that I have to eat all that, already stressed out, we know we're trailing behind, it's been a long day, it's super hot, and now I have to throw, you know, shove this down my throat. It, it was it was for very her, hard. The Slovakia for me, it was. I would have rather had the maggot cheese again. Ugh. Then you had two. I'm looking at the screen thinking, what the hell are they doing? They hate this. And they just ordered another one. And then when you finished that and couldn't find the clue, I'm like, they're not going to order a third, are they? Let me tell you, I felt like such an airhead. Like, I felt so dumb. I'm like, I can't. the clue was in our hand the entire time. And I think the adrenaline, the stress, it just yeah. literally went right over our head. And Look, we used to you know what? I've done little races in Sydney where they're only a day 
and I have done things wrong and I've done them for like 10 years and I forget to, I forgot to read the clue one time. I did it wrong. I had to walk halfway across a park because I didn't read it properly. You know, I've done things wrong and it is in the heat of the moment. You want to rush in, do something and get out. So I totally understand. But still I'm there at the screen going, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's funny because being we used to watch the show and then you see like, oh my goodness, it's so obvious. How do they not see it? But when you're actually running the race, the things that are so obvious and that's right in front of your face, you totally miss it because you're so focused on trying to get to the pit stop first that, yeah. For her, the Slovakia was the hardest. For me, it was definitely the maggot cheese. It was very dry. You don't have water to like, you know, bring it down. And then you feel those little maggots crawling all over your mouth. And then I'm like, oh my God, what if it grows in my stomach and I have maggots coming out? It was disgusting. And I know it's a delicacy in Corsica and I didn't want to be rude, but I'm like, how am I eating this? And with the stomach issues that I have, I'm like, I can't. <laughs> I'm thinking you better chop those maggots up fine because you don't want those things crawling around in your stomach. I'm yeah, telling you, I felt it in between my tongue. It was just thinking about it. I just want to like gag. It was disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> and very like tangy yeah. and dry. <laughs> I I can I can completely relate. I'm a picky eater myself. I've I, you know I watched a lot of shows like I said Survivor, The Challenge, the, you know The Amazing Race. I haven't seen many of this type of eating challenges in recent seasons for The Amazing Race. I was a bit shocked to see some of this come up. But in some of the other shows, there's some pretty disgusting things that people sometimes have to eat. Where I think to myself, there's certain things I just couldn't do for a million dollars, you know. And I'm a really picky eater, so I I fully appreciate that struggle that you guys had out there. Um, I I did want to ask you, you know, you guys did the um the bungee jumping and one of it as well i believe one of you did that was it lala who who ended up doing the bungee it, jumping yeah. have you have you ever done that before was that a oh, first time for you it was how, how did it feel having to go into that i well i always want i'm not scared of heights so i'm like gee i hope i get to bungee jump off a bridge or a mountain or do something and when i read that i had to bungee jump off a dam and it's i think it's the largest bungee the jump high, it's the highest the bungee high, jump in europe, in europe. I was like, yes. I mean, when you get up there, obviously they're strapping you on and they're giving you all these directions. So you're kind of overwhelmed. Like, all right, I have to remember to do this and then do that and then pull this. And then uh, when you get up there, I remember telling myself, don't look, keep your eyes open always so that you have that memory. Um, but don't hesitate because the moment you hesitate is the moment you're going to hold yourself back. And I remember one of the guys up there is like, just when you count, just jump. Don't think it, just jump. And I remember jumping, and I felt like a bird flying. It was so much fun. I w- I wanted to do it again. I'm like, can I just do this again? Well, I'll tell you, while she was having this magical moment, feeling like a bird, I was dying inside because I'm watching my twin sister plunge, you know? And I'm like, what if this thing snaps? And I see my sister. Like, all these bad things came into my head. And I freaked out and I'm like, I don't have any control. I can't help her if something happens. This is not, I don't like this. And so I freaked out, started crying. And I told, I remember the producers, I'm like, if this thing snaps, I'm jumping off. I am jumping. <laughs> and they were like, calm down. She'll be fine. And, and she was. I was, uh, yeah. And then all that just went away. But yes. I, it was it was more scary for me to watch her jump than her actually jumping. And so the whole weird. time I was thinking, the whole day, uh, you know, I had to potty. I had to, I had to use the bathroom. But you don't really want to waste time stopping and using the bathroom because 
that could make or break you. So I remember telling myself, I hope I could hold it because it'll be a very, it'll be a tough like to finish if I've just let it go. Uh, Well, unless you're upside down. I don't think it'd come out because you're upside down. (laughs) So I remember the first thing I decide to say when I come up from the bungee jump is like, I didn't pee my pants. (laughs) I've bungee jumped as well. And you just, you're holding, I wouldn't want to do it again, but I was just holding everything so tight. I don't think there'd be any yeah. worry of peeing your pants at all. <laughs> so, so I've always thought to myself, bungee jumping, like, funny enough, it was invented in New Zealand. So this is where it first started. So it's a oh. massive thing over here. You can bungee jump off anything, any bridge. We do bungee jumping off the Sky Tower in Auckland. We do it over the Harbour Bridge. Like, everywhere you go in New Zealand, there are people bungee jumping. It's a big thing over here, right? So, and I've so far... For 34 years of my life, avoided bungee jumping, and I'm going to continue to try and avoid it <laughs> for as long as I can. But if I do go on the race and it's for a million dollars, that might be the only time that I would do it, and I would just go head down first and just jump. I think for me, funny enough, it is the feeling of going head down first. If I can just jump down straight with my feet first, I'll be okay. I just don't like <laughs> diving with my head first. Like that's just such a weird thing you know to do. What, though? I think you know how when you go on roller coasters, you kind of get that little funny feeling yeah. in your stomach. I didn't get that when I bungee jumped. So I think it was it was the plunging head first. Yeah. Uh, the reason why I didn't get that funny feeling in my stomach. So maybe if you do jump, uh, you know, sitting down, it, it would give you that feeling. I don't know. I definitely yeah. want to do it just to even out. You know, she did it. I have to do it. I have. So you guys are competitive like that? You're competitive if one does something, the other one's got to catch up or do better? She's always competing. Sometimes she's competing with me and not, I'm not even aware of it. I'm like, oh, okay, I didn't know you were trying to race me. You know, even if it's getting, who gets to the car first? I'm like, this isn't a competition. Like, I am very competitive. Um, when I'm, comp- yeah, when I'm competitive, I'm competitive. But homegirl over here, she's just, she's always on it. <laughs> I don't want to mention, um, so I like the the really scenic and, and, and exhilarating adrenaline things that you get to do on The Amazing Race. Another really uh, big one that stood out for me was when you went up the mountain. I'm not sure who actually did that, oh, going up the mountain. And then, and that was, that was you, Lulu, and where you could see all these different countries from the same spot. What was that like, being that high up on altitude, climbing? We obviously saw that some of the teams really struggled doing it. And I think that for viewers, it's probably very difficult to appreciate how hard it is to be that high doing this challenge because a lot of people will think that it's just them being on sea level running you know or going up going up a hill i actually surprised myself um the fact that i was like right there right by ryan because ryan is a beast so he was just like (laughs) this is what i do normally i'm out i was right neck and neck with ryan going down and then going up i was pretty good but there's a point in that mountain where you reach a, an altitude where you can feel immediately the change of how thin the air gets up there. As soon as I reached that point, my lungs were like, um, yeah, there's something wrong up here. You need to go back down. The asthma kicked in, and I could not believe how, like, how, what a difference it makes. Uh, and that's when I started struggling. Like, okay, I ran to the clue box, and then I realized, oh, I got to go back and do this. I thought there was going to be like a, I don't know. I thought a helicopter or like a little car. I don't know what I was thinking. But when I realized I have to do this climb all over again, that's where uh, Penn 
you know, ran past me. Arun. Arun went past me because I'm like, oh, no, I got to slow down. I got worried, too, because when she finally came back, I could see it in her eyes that she wasn't she wasn't all there. I did get to. I'm like, I told myself, take in the view. There's a bunch of countries surrounding and you need to take the advantage because who knows when you're going to come back. And it is just breathtaking. I, I really hope that if you have the opportunity to go up there to do it, because just I, I can't even describe it. It's just breathtaking, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. You, those mountains and, and the goats. How do they not fall? <laughs> <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely. If I'm ever going, sorry, Chris. Sorry. sorry. I was just going to say, if I ever do go there, I'm definitely reaching out to you girls to ask what some of those locations were because I do want to go for a European trip. Uh, I was yes. always planning on doing it in 2023. Um, there's a, a, I watch rugby. I'm a massive fan. I know you guys probably don't get it over in the states, but think American football, but our version of it. And there's a world cup in france next year so i was thinking i normally go to the world cup and at the same time i would do a bit of a european travel a bit of a trip but that's more looking like 2024 when the olympics is on now i might yeah. go and do that and then travel so i'll reach out to you girls as soon as Definitely. i go back because that looks stunning the, the thing that i was the most scared for was Penn's ankles running on that <laughs> um, mountain oh, no. i thought he was going to break that something because i saw him and you know he's very long and lanky and he was like running and i'm like the rocks were like crumbling I'm like he's gonna he's gonna pop his ankle or fall, and there were some points where you can look over and it's like a ditch. If you fall, see you later. You're not you're not recovering. So I was terrified. I'm like he needs to slow it down a little bit because he might just fall on down. <laughs> Michelle, yeah. sorry, you were gonna ask something. Um, I was gonna say because you've been to Switzerland now and you've seen some other countries in Europe. Is there anywhere? that you'd like to go back to, not necessarily anywhere that you just went on the race or anywhere that you'd like to visit now that um, you've seen some other countries. Um, yeah, where would you yeah. like to go to? I next? would love to go visit Lugano again in Switzerland. I'd love to go back to Corsica uh, in France. Um, uh, Scotland, I would definitely go. I definitely want to go to London because when we were running through London, it was I, nighttime. So it was nighttime, and there were people outside at the bars, and then you see the shops, and then I'm like, I ran past Buckingham Palace, but I didn't really get to appreciate it. So I'm oh. like, I really want to go back and, and see all that. And uh, but I think my first stop would definitely be Lugano. It was just, just beautiful. If we would have had the opportunity, because I was really dying to go to Australia. Um, yeah, I wanted to, oh my God, it's just, every time we think about it. We have it, friends like, that are Australian and they always tell us about the country and, and, and um, the weather, everything. So I was like, man, we would have, you know. You guys will fit in. You yeah. guys will fit uh, in in Australia very in. easily. You'd be yeah. very, you're so friendly. You just, people are like, come in this bar, come here, come and have a drink here, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you'll fit in 100%. Now, Lulu and Lala, I really appreciate the amount of time you've spent here tonight on a, a Saturday evening with us talking about the amazing race. It's been a lot of fun. Um, I do want to give you an opportunity to let people know what is next for, for yourselves. I've noticed that you've got a YouTube channel that's doing pretty well at the moment as well. You also talk a bit about your own experience on the race. What are you doing next um, on your end, your radio hosts as well? But maybe that's a little bit more, I would assume, local for people that are in the USA. We do get a lot of international people People watching this channel as well where can they follow you and um what's next yeah well first of all thank you guys so much for having us we i think you guys are great and fun um, we truly appreciate it uh, so once again thank you for for reaching out to us what's next for lulu and lala well <laughs> you want yeah. well you can follow us on social media twitter instagram facebook and youtube at lulu ilala that's l-u-l-u-y-l-a-l-a -L -L -A. 
Um, more TV. <laughs> I, I can only say that. Ooh, There's more TV. Ooh, exciting. <laughs> and we definitely are working on a line. Uh, can't get too specific just because we're in the process, process of creating it. But we're working on a line of something. Something. <laughs> <laughs> so a product. Have to produce. So maybe a sitcom uh, yeah. on the end of pr- producing a sitcom. That's something I've always wanted to do. You know, we've written out a treatment for that, too. It's just a matter of getting it to the right hands. And we definitely hope that all that happens, just putting in the work. And uh, we're definitely going to be putting up more videos on YouTube of different places. We've we've been to Costa Rica and El Salvador, and we have such great footage on that. So we're definitely going to be putting that up and just keeping up to date uh, on what we're doing and what we have coming up soon. You know, just... uh, Uh, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to see what's next for you guys. Um, uh, you know, you're such great personalities. Like, I think anything you guys are going to attack next, you should have that self-confidence going into it. You'll do extremely well. We're very thankful for you to jump on this channel. You know, we're a small channel growing. Um, and we really appreciate the fact that you guys jumped on here. If you can stay there for just a few minutes, just so that I can close this off, and then I'll just have a quick conversation with you can offline as well. Thing? Yes, go for it. You have nice eyes. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> I didn't ask the question about the, the Switzerland boys that you guys um, were looking at. Over there, but I appreciate it. Now Chris is going to like you even more and he's going to talk yeah, more about favorite, you. Favorite team of all time. I'll always continue to mention Lulu and Lila in any future um, interviews or recaps that we and do. Here's uh, Michelle. If you're ever in the States, in New York City, definitely reach out to us and we'd love to have you on our radio show. Yeah. Fantastic. Oh, awesome. Yeah, we definitely. Yeah. Uh, guys, if you're in the live stream here and you joined late, you can still go back and watch the beginning. I saw some people ask about Survivor. Um, they did address the Survivor question <laughs> earlier on the podcast as well. Uh, if you like this content, please consider liking, subscribing. Uh, I do have an Australian Survivor buff, which I know is not really relevant to the Amazing Race, but it's worth about $750 in the US because it's very rare. Uh, that's going to go up for grabs as soon as we had 500 subscribers and we're closing in on that number as well. Um, and as always, guys, hit the like. Hit the subscribe and talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.